right, welcome back to the Miss Art World podcast. I have my sometimes typical co-host, Tyler. Woo! And then super excited to have our special guest, Sourdough, with us. Hey, hey, guys. So Sourdough, I was on your podcast, um, and that was so much fun, called the Not Real Art Not podcast. Real Art, yes. Um, how long have you been doing that for? Well, let's see. We have about 80 episodes now. Um, I guess we launched about a year, maybe 14 months ago. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. interesting. I thought you were do have been doing it a lot longer. No. 80 episodes in a year is a lot. It is that's, a lot. Yeah, some, we sort of jumped in and just, you know, started trying to swim. Yeah. <laughs> I think we drowned it a little bit yeah. as well. It took it a lot of water. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just let's jump. And it was a bit of a journey to an experiment, uh, really, because um, uh, we thought, well, really, why are we doing this? The last thing the world needs is another podcast. The last thing that anybody has time for is another podcast. <laughs> so maybe we can make really short small podcasts that people can consume pretty quickly. Yeah. And so the first, say, 20 episodes are like, you know, 20 minutes long. Okay. Yeah. Right? Or maybe 30 minutes or 15 minutes. We try to just keep them bite-sized. But then we realized like that was just super frustrating because just about the time we would kind of get into something good, it was like, well, see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so we decided, well, you know, let's let's go longer. And so now we are um, about an hour, give or take. And um, we initially weren't worried about a schedule either. Um, we just wanted to get in and, and start experimenting. And so early on, we would get together and record three or four four maybe five episodes in a day uh, and and we would do Netflix style uh, drops you know dropping them all at once okay right yeah and so uh, it took a while but eventually we realized well that's kind of crazy <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe the experiment is not exactly what we had hoped or dreamed and uh, so now we're much more conventional I think in our approach in that we uh, roll out uh, new episodes every Tuesday and uh, we've been on hiatus uh, the last uh, few weeks. I wanted to take January off anyway. I wasn't anticipating taking February off. And when I say off, I mean uh, releasing new episodes. So yeah. we've been recording. I've got you know eight or nine episodes in the can right now ready to roll out. But as you guys can appreciate, it's so time-consuming to sort of schedule these things and get them SEO optimized and, you know, try to do everything correctly. And uh, so anyway, I'm bogged down a little bit right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you have your conference coming up. Yeah, the Not Real Art Conference is coming up uh, March 21st, at which I'm thrilled Miss Art World is going to be there as our guest of honor. I'm super excited. Uh, my my dad loves you, by the way. Uh, he's and I, awesome. I know he met you at um, the gallery opening, <laughs> yes. and he was very upset with me that I would have like pulled him away from talking to you to take photos. And he was like, I wanted to talk to Sourdough more, um, but he <laughs> he doesn't know me that well. That's no. the problem. If he knew me better, he would. He, would. <laughs> he actually shared with me on Facebook the conference, like before we even had talked right about it and I was like oh this looks really dad's cool. looking out yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, he's that's like, you should think about going to this and he just he he, he loves you he's invested so um I have a question for you Miss Art World mm -hmm. um so uh I'm I'm thrilled that you are going to be uh, a guest of honor at the Navarro Art Conference on March 21st 
you and I were uh, DMing the other day on Instagram, and you talked about the fact that I guess you are imagining uh, a new bespoke uh, a costume uh, or something yes. for the conference. Like, what uh, can we can we have a a highlight? Are you gonna any any? Uh, can you reveal anything at this point? So one thing that I've been thinking about, mm-hmm. um, I being a pageant yes. person, I have always I'm that person that gets on the scale and weighs myself every single day mm-hmm. because I'm just very conscious and have that kind of uh, with pageantry. They have that. Um, it's ingrained, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's not good. Like I, I realize that that I do have body issues mm-hmm. from having, you know, tried to mold my body yeah. into. So it's something that I've always grappled with, and I've gotten really good at recognizing that there's a problem and then trying to adjust it. But now that I'm pregnant, I've decided to mentally keep myself. Not crazy. I don't weigh myself. Yeah. Um, and I. Some people say you should track it. I'm like, no. I. I don't want to know. I'm just gonna let myself be healthy and have my body change as it's growing and yes, getting yeah. larger. Yes. Um. So one thing I've been dealing with is feeling attractive mm. as my body's changing. Yeah. And so one thing you and every other pregnant woman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I wanted to play with is this idea of, and most of my performances is forcing myself out of my comfort zone. So right now I kind of just want to hide everything. Yes, yes. And so for the conference, I want to create and make an outfit that forces me to take ownership of my body. Uh. So I'm playing with this idea of doing like a full... Um, lace gown mm. that is see-through other than like a bra and mm-hmm. underwear mm-hmm. and so it's me taking ownership of the changes yes. but in a positive yes. confident way yes. that i don't think most pregnant women have the opportunity to do right 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 so oh, that's great that's what i'm thinking about that's really cool mm-hmm. that's real i'm excited okay. yeah i can't and and uh by the way as i'm listening to you talk I'm reminded of the fact that um, my friend uh, Ann Martin over at Sugar Press Art, um, who is curating, uh, you, I don't know if you know this, but we we're sponsoring uh, an art exhibition uh, the night before the conference. So the conference is Saturday, March 21st, Friday night, March 20th at the Mayfair Hotel at the Regime Contemporary Gallery. We are uh, sponsoring an art exhibition there called Powher, and uh, it's all female artists. And uh, my friend Ann Martin is curating it, and she wants you. She wants to talk to you. Oh, cool! About being involved. Okay. With the show, it's all female artists. That's amazing. And when I told yeah. her that you were going to be a guest of honor at the conference, she said, "Oh, I want to talk to her." So I need to link you guys up. This just came through the other day, so mm-hmm. I've been negligent in talking to you about it. But um, but we'll get you guys linked up okay. uh, today uh, via email. But um, but yeah, so that'll be fun because you can you'll be there as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's. Can you uh, talk a little bit more about? The conference itself and who you have coming like i know last year you had huge names and i don't know yeah no well um well thank you uh absolutely i'd love to to <laughs> to uh plug the conference uh because uh, i want people to come and because you know i want people to come because it's um it's an empowering 
conference. Um, you know, I believe for a while that um, there's a great hunger among artists for more educational programming dedicated to the business of being an artist. Yeah. Right. And my, and, and how, how can I earn a living as an artist? You know, I believe that, um, uh, being a starving artist should be a personal choice, not an occupational hazard. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, and right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so, so if you need to earn a living and you want to make a living, you, you got to understand business and how it works. And yes, there are some unique idiosyncratic nuances that are unique to the art world, mm-hmm. but business is business. Making yeah. money is, is there are, you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. There's all kinds of books and all mm-hmm. kinds of things that can teach you how to be, be a better business person. And so we had seen an opportunity. I just believed that there was this kind of uh, need for educational programs. So, um, so we decided to start the conference. Um, uh, the inaugural conference was last year. Um, we call it the Not Real Art Creators Conference. Um, and last year, we did have some amazing speakers. And we, we um, a- approached um, uh, uh, you know, the issue pretty head on. So we had some panels. We had some speakers. And so the panels were very subject oriented. So we had panels dedicated to what I like to call business fundamentals. So, you know, art licensing, marketing, branding, social media marketing, copyright law, uh, pitching in Hollywood, you know, because a lot of artists have comic book ideas or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that was some of the programming, the panels. And then the speakers were, you know, I, they gave a keynote uh, speakers, gave, they gave, I call them TED-like talks. So they were like 20 minute kinds of talks. And so we had um, a human, we had Logan Hicks, we had uh, Jorge Gutierrez, um, we had Julie B from P- uh, Pretty in Plastic. Um, and so it was, it was great. And it was just a great day. And, um, and clearly we were providing something that artists really wanted and, and needed. And, um, and the price was right because the tickets were... Um, last year, uh, early bird tickets were a hundred bucks and tickets at the door were, were slightly more, um, this year we're lowering our prices this year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, this year, early bird tickets are 75 bucks tickets at the door, a hundred bucks. And, you know, my big part of my ethos is about, um, under promising and over delivering and, and trying to provide great value. So people feel like they're getting more than what they paid for. And, um, so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to lower the price. I don't want it to be free. I think artists, you know, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if it's free, then there's almost a, uh, well, it's free. I don't need to go to that. I- I'm going to know more than that because it's free. Absolutely. It may not be good because it's yeah. free, but also there's a mentality that artists feel like, well, I'm a starving artist. I don't have any money. It should be free. Yeah, you know, no, make an investment in yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's a it's a litmus test sometimes. Yeah. It's also this talk about being, you know, slightly handicapped, whether it's a hearing issue or an eye issue or what have you. I mean, a lot of artists I think suffer from a victim mentality, and so yeah. you know, and that's a that's a handicap, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just saying, look, you know, make an investment in yourself. Seventy five mm-hmm. bucks, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry, you can figure out how to afford that if you really want to make an investment. Yeah, in yeah. And so, um, anyway. Uh, this year, the challenge has been to, um, you know, how do we provide new programming, 
that's equally as relevant and as exciting as last year's programming. You know, what do we bring forward? If anything, from last year, um, we don't want the program to be the same, we want to level up, but we also know last year was pretty successful, and so there's some anxiety around, well, you know, are we going to get it right this year again? And so, um, and we're a lean, mean machine, you know, like we don't have, you know, I'm pretty much self-funding the whole thing, and we don't really have any spot. I mean, we have partners that help us promote, what have you, but we don't have any paid sponsors. Like, yeah. it's a, you know, I'm self-financing it, but... Um, and we, you know, we make some money back with ticket sales, but it, you know, it's not, you know, really it's, we're still in the red. Um, but so the, so this year the programming is, um, exciting. I'm excited about it. And I want to spend just a, a little bit of time talking about it because, uh, the, the artists that we have speaking are great. We have Camille Rose Garcia. We have Colette Miller. We have, uh, 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 Jeff Soto. Uh, and we have Man One speaking. And so those are our keynote spe feature speakers, which I'm really excited about. And they're going to talk about their career, their journey as a working professional artist, you know, lessons learned, passing on career advice, you know, that kind of thing. And we're not being too prescriptive about, you know, what they talk about. We're just saying, hey, share some wisdom. Share, yeah. you know, so there's that. And then the panels this year are really exciting. Um, you know, Last year, we had an entertainment-focused panel that was a crowd favorite, and it was called How to Pitch Your Idea in Hollywood. And um, this year, we're bringing back that panel, but with a different twist. Uh, I should say we're bringing back those panelists. So we have Jorge Gutierrez, who's the Emmy Award-winning animator um, from Book of Life, and he's an incredible artist. He has an overhead deal right now at Netflix. Um, he's coming to be on the panel again, and his story's amazing, and he's hilarious. Um, but then uh, Channing Dungey, who's the vice president of original series at Netflix, who's formerly the president of ABC Entertainment, um, a real uh, successful woman uh, person in entertainment, credible storyteller. So um, we're having a panel this year on uh, that I'm calling Great Storytellers on Great Storytelling, What Makes a Great Story? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of artists feel like, well, I have this amazing artwork. Yeah. Therefore, it translates into an amazing story, and that's not the case at all. In fact, if you have an amazing story, the artwork is secondary, in fact, right? So, and that's a, and a quote, almost an exact quote from Jorge Gutierrez last year. Um, and um, so we, we've got the storytelling panel, which I'm excited about. <clears throat> the other uh, panel that I'm, uh, that I'm excited about is uh, uh, we're, we're, ta we're, we're uh, talking about mental health this year. And um, I'm actually, you know, feeling really good about this panel because we're living in stressful times. Everybody's managing all kinds of stress and it impacts our creativity and impacts our productivity. And so we have a panel called Relax and Create, um, how to manage your stress and increase your productivity. And it's a panel discussion um, with a licensed therapist about what we can do to manage our stress better. Um, what can we do when we don't have a lot of money for professional yeah. therapy, what have you. Um, what about dispensaries? I mean, people yeah, are self-medicating now. now. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, what about, you know, so we're going to yeah. talk about managing stress, which I'm really excited about, but the big panel that I'm really, really, um, looking forward to, um, is a panel called exposure bucks, how loving your work is killing your business. Yeah. And so, um, as an artist, as artists, um, I think we all have experience with, um, being approached with opportunities 
to provide artwork or provide service. Um, and the, the client uh, says, well, there's no money, but it'll be great exposure for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, we've all heard yeah, this, right? Mm -hmm. Choosing so, beggars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so there was a woman, a graphic designer out of Atlanta, who a few years ago uh, had had enough, and she created this meme that became viral in the creative community. And I'll send it to you guys who haven't seen it. Um, but it's the it's this it says exposure bucks, pay your rent and exposure bucks, and it's this woman like holding, <laughs> you know, these like, fake dollars. Yeah. And so it went viral. <clears throat> well. She's coming to the conference to speak about her experience. But what's making this panel even more powerful is uh, Dr. Aaron Kay, who is a uh, professor at Duke University Business School, who got his PhD from Stanford. He is the world's kind of preeminent expert right now in terms of understanding the exploitation of passion workers in the workplace. So... Those professionals who are passionate about their work, and it's not just artists, it's doctors, it's lawyers, it's anybody yeah. that feels like they're contributing to a greater cause yeah. or social good. Those of us who are like that um, are just more susceptible, more vulnerable to exploitation. Yeah. Okay. And so um, he, Dr. K, um, has sort of been doing all this research and understanding this issue um, within the arts community and, and abroad, uh, but he's coming to speak. So on this panel, uh, the Exposure Bucks panels, we have uh, Sarah Levinson, uh, Sarah Lawrence, and, uh, and Aaron Kay to talk about this issue of exploitation of, of, of artists. Um, you know, and uh, and we have the you know the woman that came up with the meme who's living it you know on the front lines, and we have the professor that understands it empirically. And so we're going to have this broader discussion, and it's not about necessarily you know how to stop it yeah you know because it it's not you know it's not that it's uh, it's about understanding the issue so we yeah. can advocate for ourselves and awareness of it and awareness yeah. sunlight's the best yeah. disinfectant right mm -hmm. and so so i'm really looking forward to that panel and then uh we're on our podcast today on your podcast today and uh you'll be happy to know that we're having a, a speaker come and talk about podcasting oh very so cool. um i don't know if you know um uh, adventures in design podcast but mark Bricky. Uh, uh, is coming to, to give a talk about you know how to you know you know be a successful podcaster. I'll I'll, I'll I need to go to that one. Um, oh, there you but, go. Yeah, but, but um but yeah, so it's going to be listen. It's going to be a great day. We're going to announce uh, the winners of our grant. Uh, we've got you know the art show and a musical performance the night before Friday night uh, at uh, Mayfair Hotel. Then we'll have. Uh, that Saturday, we'll have another little party at the cantina around the corner there in Highland Park from 6 to 8. And, um, you know, tickets are available now. Early bird tickets are 75 bucks. You go to notrealartconference.com or just go to notrealart.com, click on conference. And um, I hope everybody listening can come because I, I think there'll be something for everybody. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like a great experience. Uh, the real wisdom around the campfire type of, you know... I appreciate uh, that analogy, my yeah. friend. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and it's the good stuff. It's the stuff where, you know, some people went to sleep and you get the real good yes. quality information and, yes. and sharing. Uh, it's going to be great. Well, I, and, I it, it, and, it, and it stems from this idea, right, too, that, you know, being a starving artist should, should be a personal choice, not an occupational yeah. hazard. And and um, and we need to advocate for ourselves and inform ourselves. And, and um, uh, you know, and... 
it's just fascinating um, because artists sometimes are their own worst enemies. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting, um, like, for us as a couple, like, I'm the artist that is, will say yes to everything and will spend thousands of my own money doing it, and Tyler's the one that's like, well, I mean, you have to say no at some point, yeah. or we have to start making money at some point. Yeah. But, like, even for you, you're not the artist, but you're my partner. I'm, in, I'm invested. You're invested. Yeah. Um, so even you, I could see going to these talks and oh, taking yeah. a lot away from it Absolutely. and having, cause we've talked a lot about this and discussed it mm-hmm. and just having that conversation. Well, yeah, so and how, how to value yourself, how to know when to say I've have enough exposure. Now I'm worth some money. That's mm-hmm. right. That's you right. Know, well, um, and yeah, and it's, it's the, it, what is your time worth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. understanding that, I mean, it, you know, working for free you know, in the business world, they call them loss leaders, right? So loss leaders are very much a viable strategy for building your business. So it's, it's sampling. Think of sampling. You know how many free samples you get at the grocery yeah. store, right? Well, that's a cost that the company is taking on because they want you to buy the product. So they're giving it to you for free. It's, a, it's called the loss leader. Mm-hmm. And they call it sampling, but it's a loss leader. So they know. And so artists, it's fine for artists to, 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 to sample, to give samples and to do loss leaders and yeah. do some free work here and there. But it should be the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. And, and, and being strategic about, okay, I know that I can, I can afford this year to give up, you know, I'm just making up numbers, you know, uh, 10 hours a month. Yeah. You know, for mm-hmm. free projects, pro bono work. Yeah. Lawyers do pro bono meetings. I mean, things, you know, this mm-hmm. is very common, but you just have to know what you can afford to give up. Yeah, you have to track it. And then in terms of figuring out what your time is worth, and again, there's no silver bullet. These are these are complicated issues. I don't want to sound like you know that I'm being prescriptive and 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 giving a dogmatic answer that solves all things because it doesn't. But you need to have many tools in your toolbox, and one of the tools is understanding what your time is worth, and understanding how to then project your budget and your costs based on what how much time's involved. You know, so for example, you know if you um, think like okay, you know. Hundred grand. I, if I can make a hundred thousand dollars a year, um, which isn't as much money as it used to be here no. in LA, <laughs> um, but let's just be making up numbers. Like you say, okay, mm-hmm. if I can make a hundred thousand dollars a year, I know I could pay my bills uh, and have some disposable income to go out to d- date nine on a Friday night, whatever. Um, okay, hundred thousand dollars a year. That's mm-hmm. the goal, right? Then okay, work backwards. How many weeks in a uh, yeah. in a month? How many hours in a week? Mm-hmm. How many? You know. And then you get to a number. Oh, it's thirty five. That means it's thirty five dollars an hour. Or I'm just making yeah. numbers. I don't know if that math is right, but something like that. And it's like, oh, okay, my time is worth thirty five bucks an hour. And your goal then should be to try to get those hours paid for in everything you do. Yeah. Right. So you make a you 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 um, you, you know uh, you, you make a dress or you make a painting. You you, you have and it's you don't have to be exact. Ballpark it. It's like yeah. okay, I think I have. A week's worth of work in that. All right. Well, mm-hmm. 40 hours. Okay. Times 35. That's your baseline. Yeah. Whatever that number is. Right. Let's say that number, wait, $3,500. So it's 35 bucks times 100. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm just making up numbers. But like whatever the baseline is, then I would say you want to double it. Right. Because then what you have is you have your pure profit and then you have negotiating room. And then yeah. you've just covered your costs. 
Do you follow? Mm -hmm. So, so you know what your rock bottom is. Never, always know what your walk away price is. Always know what your rock bottom price is, and you're not losing money because if you know, then everybody wins. Because if you can get the pure profit, great. Yeah. And then if you have to negotiate that down and you don't make pure profit, but you're still within that range, uh, you're still making money covering your costs. And then if you always know what your rock bottom is and people say, well, I don't have $3,500. Well, then I'm sorry. I, I can't afford to pay for it. Then you're, you may not make the sale, but then you're not losing money. Yeah. Um, and so these are just frameworks. These yeah. are just ideas. Well, and you have time for the next opportunity. Right. You know, because right. you could be busy right. working on this project that's going to cost yeah. you a fortune. Yeah. Uh, and you miss the opportunity for something that can pay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, artists now, um, and every artist is different. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to sound, these are just ideas. These are yeah. frameworks. You know, um, I think, uh, you know, the problem is so vast. And when I say problem, I mean, you know, the challenge for artists to monetize their work and their time is so challenging that you we need more business models. We need more strategies. I mean, the, the conventional art world um, is but one business model mm -hmm. that really doesn't work for 80% of the artists out there. And even for the 20% that it might work, 80% of those artists are, don't have a chance in hell of ever being represented by, you know, a blue chip art gallery. Yeah. All right. So, so that's one model. So then what are the other models? And, you know, think, thankfully, artists now can can you know make money doing other things yeah. um and maybe that wasn't the case before but anyway just having a basic understanding of like what your time is worth and mm -hmm. those kinds of things and having the discipline to say no mm -hmm. sometimes which is the hardest thing in the world and listen you know my wife my my wife it was so funny because i was so excited the other day talking about this exploitation panel you know that we're doing and my wife goes well, you know, you get exploited all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yes, you do. You're always saying yes to people and, and when you should say no. And you're always doing stuff for free. And da, da, yeah. da, da. I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's gambling. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> so, you know, when you, when, when you love what you do, yeah. there's currency and compensation in that. So that's why we feel like Mm -hmm. We can give it away because we're getting paid spiritually, mm -hmm. um, but practically we have rent to pay and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a partner to answer to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my wife's uh, a, I mean, she's a stickler, man. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody has to be yeah. right. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, well, one thing that I think is so important about this conference is so I I got my undergrad degree, I have my master's. This was not taught in school at all. Like anything that you're talking about as far as your conference, um, no classes are offered in art school that talks about how to negotiate yeah. or like how to figure out how much to, yeah. you know, so, how to calculate. Right. And I think artists kind of, they graduate and then they're lost yeah. and they make these mistakes for years because they don't know the right mm -hmm. way to go about it. And so I think having a conference that's mm -hmm. specifically for creatives saying, hey, we'll help you yeah. is amazing. I yeah. think it's something that we need. And it's different than some of the other conferences that I've heard or just services that are offered. I know that there's services for artists that you can pay someone and they'll do your PR, they'll do your yeah. marketing. But you're, as the artist, you're not learning anything from that. So yeah. 
this is really great because you can actually go in and learn and then take that back into your art practice and, yeah, and then, apply it to, mm-hmm. to yourself. Yeah, and I mean, those services are great, but we can't often afford those services either. No. You know? mm-hmm. And so, and and being, a, the, the end of the day, there's, there's not a lot of glamour in being a small business owner. And artists are small business owners. Yeah. And, um, and if you are serious about being a small business owner, then you have to be serious about your marketing and you have to be mm-hmm. serious about your accounting and you have to be serious about these things. And it's not fun. That's why they call it work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, these, these, you know, fantasies that we like to, you know, uh, wallow in around, you know, what the dream should be or whatever, you know, that's great. But you know, when the rubber meets the road, we have to be really also really pragmatic and that's hard when we're artists. Um, and listen, I mean, I understand that there are, you know, pe- probably people listening, you know, who who come from a blue chip art world that are, you know, you know, sort of shaking their fists at us, going like, yeah. it's not art if it's commercialized or commoditized. You know, it has to be pure. And you know, okay, that's fine. That's one point of view. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But the reality is that that business model doesn't work for 80 percent of the artists today. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it doesn't work for 80 uh, percent of the 20 percent that even have a chance of work, living and working in that art world. And so artists are meant to fend for themselves. And so, you know, we're just trying to arm, give, give our artists the tools that they need to build the life that they want to build. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it is it's true. I mean, it's um, uh, it's it's it, it, at best unethical. Uh, and worst, you know, illegal or, or, or criminal, <laughs> yeah. uh, not to give artists um, a basic foundation in business. It's certainly at the MFA level um, or, you know, a little bit in the bachelor's and then, you know, to, you, to understand how the art world really works, to understand how to value your time and how to think about it. But that's because we want to live in this world of patronage, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and um, and that that's just an old antiquated uh, idea these mm-hmm. days. It still has its place, but there are so many other opportunities now for artists to monetize their work and their yeah. and their energy, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and so I think schools should do this, you know. But I mean, it's also to be fair, right? I mean, uh, doctors go to medical school and don't take one; they don't have one class of of communication. Or interpersonal uh, relationships, uh, and yet being yeah. a doctor is all about communication and yeah. interpersonal mm-hmm. relationships. Engineers don't take a writing class, and all they do is write reports all day long, 100%. and they need to communicate to like a counselor or something. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So these are kind yeah. of the soft skills that go around with being really effective in your yeah. in your practice or in your profession, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And so you know, it, it we you know these things don't happen overnight. I know. I think people are well intentioned. It's just, and then in then these art schools, they have these business models or these colleges, whatever they are, they have these legacy business models. It's hard to change. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But so, mm-hmm. you know, we, people could come to our conference and. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> well, I'm super excited. Do your plugs one more time for people that are looking for your podcast and then uh, getting more information about the conference. Thank you so much. Yeah. So. Um, notrealart.com mm-hmm. is uh, the, the, you know, the spot uh, to learn all about who we are and what we do. You can uh, subscribe to our podcast. You can download our new ebook. Um, you can uh, apply for our grant, which is um, uh, closing March 10th. 
Um, I don't know when this is going to air. It might be too late anyway. Yeah. But uh, no, and, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and you can uh, learn about the conference. Click on the conference uh, and 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 buy tickets uh, through our website, notrealart.com. Uh, on Instagram, uh, we're at notrealartworld. Um, you can go there and um, you know DM us, hit us up, yeah. and uh, say hi. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sourdough. Oh, guys, yes, this is you. awesome. Yeah. What a great way this to spend This is one of my Saturday longest morning. podcasts. This is awesome. <laughs> my my yeah. wife tells me to shut up all the time, so uh, no. I should have warned you. It, it, was the, it was a very easy podcast to talk through. Yay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thank you, yeah. and uh, it was an honor. Yeah. Appreciate awesome. it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Cheers. Bye, everybody.